0: This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is sponsored by Sidekick by HubSpot. It is a really cool tool that gives you live notifications when somebody opens and clicks on your email. Uh, It works with Gmail, Apple Mail, Outlook. It's really a great way to know if somebody has opened, is engaging, certainly that they've received it. It's a great way to also know maybe it's time to check back in with them. Uh, It is really a great tool. I use it every day. If you want to get it and get a free month, go to getsidekick.com slash duct tape and you'll get your first month of Sidekick for free. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz. My guest today is Sam Horn. She is an intrigue expert and a world-renowned author, keynote speaker, and the author of Pop, a book that if you go way back into my archives, you will hear an interview about. uh, Tung Fu and then uh, most recently, Got Your Attention, How to Create Intrigue and Connect with Anyone. So Sam, thanks for joining me.
1: You're welcome, John. I've been looking forward to sharing some ideas with your listeners.
0: So the first thing I have to know is, how does one become an intrigue expert? It sounds like, <laughs> a, 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 like a secret society thing or something.
1: <laughs> well, you know, how you become an intrigue expert is you you notice what Greta Garbo said is true. Is she said, I only have one fear, and that's to be bored. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And that uh, in a world of infobesity, where goldfish have longer attention spans than we do... You know, Nancy Cohen of Harvard Business uh, Research found that out. Nine seconds goldfish, eight seconds human beings. So, um, you know, I, I figured out we really don't want more information. What we want is to be intrigued, and we want to be intrigued fast. So I've come up with a whole system to
0: do that. Yeah, and I uh, I was going to ask you about the goldfish because, obviously, it adorns your cover, and uh, I think that's a really funny thing. Although, um, I'd, it'd be really interesting watching that research, um, you know, whether they stare a goldfish down. And, oh, no, he blinked.
1: I was <laughs> just curious
0: exactly how you, how you measure that.
1: And, you know, John, a, a quick comment about the goldfish is because... You may remember in POP, we talked about the Aflac effect. Yeah, and, yeah right, yeah. You know, Aflac had this challenge. No one knew what an Aflac was, and why would you do business with a company when the name is nonsensical? Well, you know, when you have a name of a company or a name of a product that doesn't make sense, you ask yourself, what does it look like or sound like in the real world? And Aflac kind of looks like a duck saying Aflac, and GEICO, Government Insurance government employees insurance company had the same problem they turned it into a duck and a gecko they tripled their market share in one year so see I knew if I could turn this concept of a short attention span turn that idea into an image that that concept into something concrete that people would say oh I see now and they would get it and relate to it and remember it
0: right so has this idea of, because you know, the topic you're talking about of us having limited attention is, is not a new one. Uh, people have been talking about that for a few years probably, um, and maybe it's always existed, but I mean, has that, has that become more of a problem today?
1: Absolutely, it's become more of a problem. When you have, you know, Vine is eight seconds, you know, and you have 140 characters, you know, we essentially have, uh, if, if something is not immediately compelling, we make up our mind in seconds, it's next. And here's the good news, though, is that there are very specific things that we can do in that all-important first minute. So whether we're pitching or doing a sales presentation or writing copy for a website or a blog, that in the first paragraph, you know, in the first minute, we're doing something that really does capture people's uh, attention, gets their eyebrows up, so they're compelled to keep listening.
0: So I wonder if that idea i mean if people would interpret that and say oh all i need to do is produce a bunch of attention candy uh, be, you know and, and litter that around and and that's enough and i don't need to go deep anymore because i i, I wonder if that's the trade-off
1: here's the good news you know it's not either or it's both yeah. i mean and got your attention first so if you don't get their attention you're not going to get their business they're not going to hang around to read the rest of the blog or to look you know at the second third page of your website so first get their attention and then keep their attention. And, you know, one of the things we talk about in the book, and I know you believe in this, John, is is we replace infobesity with interaction. You know, people want to control things these days. You know, you control who stays on your favorite TV show. You control what music you listen to. And then they go to a presentation, and they're supposed to sit there and listen, you know, or they're supposed to just... So this is all about interactive techniques that engage people so they're thinking, so they're contributing, so they have... No, they have an opinion they get to voice it instead of just being passive which means that you know if they're passive that they're, they're going to be gone
0: yeah it's interesting because there are some um you know conventional wisdom is videos for example you can't do more than three minutes and yet there are people out there doing 90 minute videos that hold people you know with rapt attention uh, throughout the entire thing and they can't wait till the next one so i suppose you can you can be as as long as you can be interesting
1: Well, you just said it. You know, Richard Branson said time is the new money. Well, I think time is the new trust, that uh, once we start talking, the clock starts ticking. And if we quickly prove that we're worth someone's time, mind, and dime, and we keep proving it, then we earn their interest. And, you know, a great example of that, by the way, is Brene Brown. You know, one of the reasons why when I'm working with people on their TED Talks or their presentations, I use her first... TEDx talk at University of Houston as an example is that she goes first you know she, she goes right to the objection which is she's logical she's a data babe so that all those naysayers and those left brainers who wouldn't be caught dead in a presentation about vulnerability they're relating to her because she's like them and then she puts us in the scene she talks about standing in her kids room at night and watching them sleep and she would weep Now, that's not logical. That doesn't make much sense. Then she goes right into a story about a couple and a family that are driving to the grandparents' house on Christmas, and and they're running late, and the parents are arguing, and the kids sense the tension, and they start singing jingle bells, and the parents look at each other, and what are we doing? They start singing jingle bells. So there's this beatific scene, family on the way to grandparents' house, and then what happens? And she said 96% of the people who are asked that question say they get in a car accident. <laughs> because yeah. And you know what that means? We believe happiness is too good to be true. And see, in, in 60 seconds, she does everything we talk about and got your attention. She replaces explanation with a real-life example. She asks questions, so it's two-way instead of one-way. She goes into a personal example so we can relate, I mean, it's just brilliant. And she's an example of how to catch people's attention and then keep earning it.
0: I don't know how far, how deep you want to go into this, but you have a couple. I'm very, um, I'm very, I really like practical things, you know, the eight, eight steps to do this, three steps to do that. And and you have a couple of those in this book, the, the, this eight stage intrigue process. So, you know, (laughs) it's one thing to say you need to capture people's attention, but, uh, but uh, tell us how to do it.
1: Oh boy. Well, uh, I think you know me well enough to know that's what I specialize in is, okay, enough theory, let's get down to real world step-by-step techniques, right? So unless someone's driving, uh, get out pencil and paper or jump on your laptop, get Evernote out or something, and, and quickly think about something you want to get a yes to. You know, who are your decision makers, where you're going to be, and you want them to approve this or sign up for this or fund this. So let me give you a 90 second example to show how this works, and then I'm going to give you three steps that really can help you close deals and win millions of dollars. It's done that for my clients. So here's 90 second example. Uh, John, you know I'm the pitch coach for Springboard Enterprises. Mm-hmm. They've helped people get 6.6 billion in funding. And one of my clients said, I got good news. I got bad news. I said, What's the good news? And she said, She's pitching to a room full of investors in New York. That's great news. What's the bad news? Uh oh. 10 minutes, she's going at 2.30 in the afternoon. Here is the 60-second opening we came up with. Did you know there are 1.8 billion vaccinations given every year? Did you know up to half of those are given with reused needles? Did you know we're spreading and perpetuating the very diseases we're trying to prevent? Imagine if there were a painless one-use needle for a fraction of the current cost. You don't have to imagine it. We've created it. Now, are your eyebrows up, John?
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: Okay, now notice she didn't explain it, because most of us explain our idea, explain our business or product, boring, bore, snore, or chore. You know, before we worked together, she used to say that PharmaJet was a medical delivery device for subcutaneous inoculations. Yikes! (laughs) People don't say yes, right? So here's step one. What are three... Did you know questions you could ask that your decision-makers don't know? Now, GTS, where do you come up with these startling statistics of this recent research or that I didn't know that insight? You just Google that stuff. That's what we say for boomers, for millennials, you can fill in the blank, right? I, I guarantee if, we, if you had a project right now, John, and you said, okay, here's my, here's my product or my problem or my industry or my profession, we could go to Google, we could put in what are startling statistics about blank, and in seconds, we would come up with something that you didn't know. And <laughs> now that's the key, is that we the smartest way to get smart people's attention is to introduce something they don't know. So that's the first step. second step is to use the word imagine, because the word imagine pulls people out of their preoccupation. They're no longer distracted. They're envisioning what you're saying, so they're picturing your point. Now link the word imagine to three aspects of your solution to the problem you're addressing or your product or program that's meeting that need. Think back to Kathleen Calendar, PharmaJet. What did her decision makers care about, those reused needles, so we made it one use? you know those painful inoculations, so we made it painless and all decision makers cared about money so we made it a fraction of the current cost I mean in a world of infobesity we distilled into one succinct sentence who wouldn't want that now that's your goal distill into one succinct sentence imagine this 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 everyone's thinking sounds great now segue into step three you don't have to imagine it we've created it and now come in with your precedence and your evidence to show that this isn't pie in the sky or speculative this is a done deal and you and your team are ready to deliver it you can do all that in 60 seconds or in one paragraph or in the first page of your website everyone else is still telling people what they're going to tell them and bingo you've got buy-in in 60 seconds
0: So. The subtitle of the book is How to Create Intrigue and Connect with Anyone. Would you use a similar similar formula to connect with someone you just met?
1: Oh, I'm so happy you brought that up. I, I think, you know, I had an opportunity to speak at Inc. 500, and I did a whole session on, well, we don't call them elevator speeches anymore because who wants to listen to a speech? It's an elevator connection. So, once again, quick story, and then we'll give everyone listening three steps. So, from now on... Whenever they meet people, whether it's in the hall or in the elevator or a networking event or a convention, they can have a genuine conversation and connection instead of this awkward, uncomfortable, you know, what do you do, what do you do? <laughs> right. so, so here's Colleen, Entrepreneur of the Year for Oklahoma. And when I, I asked her what she did, it was blah, 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 blah. I mean, no one in the room had any idea what she did, and she was a CEO which for a lot of us is the case, it's complicated, you know, it's technical. We can't explain it. It's like trying to explain electricity. So I said, Colleen, I said, what are the results of what you do that we can see or smell or taste or touch or experience? And she said, well, I make the metaphor I run the medical facilities that offer MRIs and CAT scans. I said, great. Now, don't say that. And she said, don't say that. I said, if someone says, what do you do, and we tell them, they go, oh, it's the end of the conversation. We don't want to end the conversation. We want to kickstart a conversation. So I said, turn it into a three-part question. And she said, why not a one-part question? I said, if you say to someone, have you ever had... An MRI CAT scan and they say no you just ran into a conversation cul-de-sac so say do you know anyone could be yourself a friend or family who's had an MRI or a CAT scan now see they're gonna come back with some personal relevance they're gonna say oh yeah my daughter hurt her knee playing soccer she had an MRI now see we just link what we do to what they just said. Oh, well, I run the medical facilities that offer MRIs like the one your daughter had when she hurt her knee. Oh, the eyebrows go up, they relate to it, they remember it. You know, we're off on a conversation. So the the three steps are number one, never again tell someone what you do. <laughs> Ask three a three-part question that gives them an opportunity to relate an experience where they, you know, uh benefited from what you do or know somebody who's used what you do the second step is to put a sock in it and listen you know this isn't one way this is two ways so we listen to what they say and then the third part is we relate what we do to whatever it is they said so we have time for a quick further example of that you bet okay i'm speaking for ypo and there's a gentleman he comes up and he says sam you know i'm a i'm i run a tech firm in silicon valley he says but i'm an introvert i fly all around the world for these conferences and then i hang out in my hotel room because i can never explain what i do so people get it and it's always so uncomfortable and i just rather avoid avoid all that and so i said can we play and he said sure and i said okay once again what are the results of what you do that we can see or smell or taste or touch And he starts talking about computers and financial software and credit cards. And finally, my light bulb went on, John, and I said, I said, do you make the software that makes it safe for us to buy things online? And he said, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I said, don't tell people. Turn it into a three part question. And I said, now do you want to stack the deck of connection? Would you like to increase the likelihood that no matter who you meet, they will have had some familiarity or experience with it so you just jump start that connection he said yes I said okay what are the three best known retailers in your industry and at that time it was Travelocity eBay and Amazon I said so you say do you know anyone who shops online could be eBay Travelocity or Amazon.com and they once again we listen they may say well I hate that stuff but my wife's on Amazon all the time she loves the free shipping Oh, I make the software that makes it safe for your wife to shop on Amazon. Oh! And he got misty-eyed, John, and I, I said, what, what's going on? And he said, I can't wait to get home tomorrow. <laughs> and I said, Why? And he said, I can't wait to get across to my 8-year-old son what it is I do, in a way he can actually understand it. That's and that's awesome. what we're talking about. You talked about personally... Can we meet people and in seconds have a mutually meaning conversation instead of this, what do you do in the conversation? What do you do? And then we wonder what we're going to talk about next.
0: So that, that, uh, thank you for sharing those examples. That's uh, that's awesome. And I think the, a thing about that, there are lots of people that teach networking techniques and uh, for me, a lot of them come off very robotic. Uh, I mean, it's it's you know you meet somebody and they start down a line of questions that somebody taught them to ask, and it doesn't feel very comfortable <laughs> at all. In fact, it feels like you're being interviewed rather than having a conversation. And I really like what you are suggesting because it. Uh, I, I mean, I suppose there are people that could botch it up, but I think it's it, it, it's pretty easy to not sound robotic even if you're even if you're essentially delivering the same idea over and over again.
1: You know, I once again, I'm so glad you brought that up, is that this book is dedicated to Dale Carnegie, and it was such a thrill when last week um, I'm in the Washington Post and I'm looking at the nonfiction bestsellers, and there is I Am Malala, and there's Mindset by Carol Dweck, and there's Dale Carnegie and How to Make Friends and Influence People, and there's Got Your Attention. And the book, Mickey Aguil, who's one of Forbes' top 20 millennials on a mission, said that this is like a new how to make friends and influence people. Hmm. You know, in our digital age, exactly what you said, John, you know, I just had a chance to meet Sherry Turkle alone together, and Hmm. she's saying people rather text than talk. (laughs) And in this world where we grow up on our digital devices, it can just be downright intimidating to meet people, and a lot of people avoid it because they're not relaxed or comfortable. No one's ever taught them how to have a conversation, and we don't want to feel fake. So to actually have ideas that you can use congruently that result in you relaxing and being able to go anywhere, anytime, and turn a stranger into a friend, and and once again, without being fake or
0: rehearsed
1: or robotic, that that is really one of the primary goals of this book. You know, at the end of his life, E.M. Forster was asked for the purpose of life, and he said two words, only connect. Hmm. And go ahead.
0: No, I I, I I really didn't have anything to say. I was really just uh, responding to that. But uh, I, I, I I was going to say that if you sell ten percent um, as many books as How to Win Friends and Influence People, you would be a very very wealthy person.
1: <laughs> wealthy in what matters, huh? Because <laughs> that that book changed lives. Yeah, it uh, yeah. You know, and I know it. It may sound like hubris. It's just that one of you, and you know this, John, because you've been doing this for years, we, we, what Catherine Graham said, to do what you love and feel that it matters, how could anything be more fun? And you and I have the privilege of writing books and doing programs where people will get back in touch a month later or a year later and say, thank you, you know, as a result of this, I landed, you know, an important client. Because of you, I was hired for my dream job, or because of that idea you know i 'm going to be able to keep doing work I love, so aren 't we fortunate to have this opportunity to do work we love that that hopefully matters to people and and helps them get some real world results that that benefit them and everyone they come into contact with
0: Amen to that um, i want to f- I want to finish up um, with, with a final question so i 'm talking to Sam Horn. You can find info at Sam horn.com and she may have some other suggestions for where you can uh, uh get some other uh, access to her but uh, i wonder if you could so so what we've talked about for the most part um so far has been really about uh, meeting that person in in or meeting somebody and connecting in person can you apply almost the same idea and you started hinting at it um, to what should be the homepage copy as opposed to a list of all the services you you, um, you sell or maybe even to an ad that actually might draw somebody in more effectively than the traditional, hey, buy my stuff?
1: Well, absolutely. In fact, we're going to send a lot of business his way, John. <laughs> but I had a chance to work with a Sean Keener, K-E-E-N-E-R, who runs um, Boots and All. It's B-O-O-T-S, the letter N, and then A-L-L. And when Sean first came to me, you ready for this? He, he was launching a brand new product. So, see, you're launching from scratch. Mm-hmm. And when I asked what it was, it's a multi-city trip aggregator. A what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, see, it's going to be hard to turn a product into a success when no one even understands what it is or the value. Yeah, or yeah, why I was just talked. looking
0: for one of those.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, so go to his page. And uh, we came up with a 60-second video that uses these techniques and um, you know right on his home page it's uh, let's see you know did you know it used to take a travel it used to need a travel agent to book a multi-city trip with more than five stops do you know it used to take up to 48 hours to book a five-stop trip do you know it used to take up to five days to even receive a price quote for a five-stop trip imagine if for the first time ever you could plan and book a five-stop trip yourself without ever having to use a travel agent again. And imagine if you could do all the above in less than an hour. You don't have to imagine it. We've created it, and I came up with a name for him. It's called Indie because, you know, there's the Emmy and there's the Grammy and now there's the Indie. And uh, he came up with the great little video for it, and that's on the homepage. And so you have a product from scratch that has no traction to, boom, being able to get across you know, the people have a need. They have a problem. This is an innovation, innovative solution to it. They got it. They want it. They want to keep reading. So, absolutely, you can use it on your website.
0: Awesome, Sam. So much uh, fun catching up with you again, and uh, hopefully, we'll see you out there on the road. Check out. Want to get it right? Got your attention. How to create intrigue and connect with anyone?
1: Thanks, Sam. You're welcome, John. Hope the Everyone's found the ideas interesting and useful.